You love the Lord. Isn't he faithful and isn't he precious? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Surely the presence of the Lord is here today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we just counted an honor and a blessing to be here with you today, Kurt and I do. And what a pleasure it is to get to come back and to be a part of what the Lord continues to do right here at Gospel Temple. Amen. I'm thankful for that. I uh, sit standing there on the front row just thinking about uh, the many times that we've had the opportunity to pray with people in the altars to see miracles happen right here in these altars and uh, ministering in revivals here. And uh, always, always a blessing. It's always just a, um, it's always been a very really a, a wonderful place in my heart. Kurt remembers it quite well. Uh, the first place we ever come after we got married was here. This is the first time after we got married. This is the first church we came to. Kurt remembers it very well because um, it was the, um, he forgot his uh, shoes and his pants that day. And so he is, um, uh, he'll never forget this place, never. And uh, he had to wear his jeans and just a pull over. Yes, he felt um, a little uncomfortable. But now people dress like that all the time. So it's not as, it wouldn't be quite as difficult as it was that day. But we still laugh about that. That's not happened since that day. So you all will forever be etched in our minds. Amen. I, um, I will have to say I won't spend a lot of time on this. But um I do want to say this because I, 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 there's just no way of um, me getting around it, and I don't want to get around it, but I um, have to admit that today I walked into these doors a little grieved, heavy in my heart a little bit, as I'm sure you all have been experiencing for the last couple of months. Um, I certainly felt the same way, just a heaviness, a sadness in my heart, um, knowing that Brother Tim, Pastor Tim, is in heaven today. Um, it makes it um, more more bearable, doesn't it? It makes it where we're able to uh, really talk about it, not with so much pain and grief in our hearts, even though uh, our we miss him terribly. Uh, but to know where he is, it really is. It's what carries me through times like this, and I'm sure you all have felt that same thing. Uh, in our family, my mother-in-law uh, went... Uh, home to be with the Lord Monday. Tomorrow will be two weeks ago. And so we know that pain. Uh, my father is also in heaven, along with many of you know, uh, uh, my niece, many of number of Kurt's families in heaven today. And so when we think about it like that, it's something that, uh, and you know this, you've already dealt with this, I'm sure here, but it just gives me, uh, I don't know, there's just such a joy in the middle of sorrow. It's kind of amazing. It has to just be the Lord. Just a joy in the middle of sorrow, where in the natural sense, we'd like to lay down and, and give up ourselves. But to know that the Lord has prepared for us a home, hallelujah. And that this world is not our home, but we're just passing through, is what the Word says. And so what it does do for me, in all actuality, I hope you don't mind me saying it, it's quite blunt. But it does give me a sense of jealousy uh, for those that have gone on before me. There's a sense in my heart that longs to be where they are. And I um, think about it sometimes when I begin to think about heaven. And uh, I have to admit, 
even though I'm in this world, I know we're not of this world. Hallelujah. And even though I live in this world and function in this world and, and we occupy in this world, I know this is not my eternal destination. Hallelujah. And so I just thank the Lord. There's an old song that says that sounds like home to me, like where I long to be. Hallelujah. And that's truly how I feel. Some people say, well, Beth, you're a little young to feel that way, but I'm honest with you. I can't wait to see the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when I think about Pastor Tim shouting on the streets of gold, I told Kurt about his mother, Miss Marie. I said, we saw her going through some hard times over the last three months and hard times in her physical body. But when we think about, when I begin to think about that morning after uh, she went home to be with the Lord, I, I remember I woke up and I looked at Kurt and I said, well... Your mama's shouting on streets of gold today. Amen. She's worshiping the Lord face to face. No longer, no longer by faith does she have to uh, worship Him and imagine. But now face to face she's with the Lord. Amen. And that's, what, well, that's why we can rejoice today. Hallelujah. That we can't, we don't suffer and we don't grieve like the world grieves that have no hope. But we have hope. Amen. Hallelujah. I have hope. That old song says, there's a land that's better. Amen. I have hope where the soul lives on. Amen. I have hope where the sun shines brighter in that land. Hallelujah. Walking by faith, I'll reach my goal. Hallelujah. Over the hills and through the lights of home. Bless the name of the Lord. I have hope today. And you and I can rejoice in the Lord with that eternal hope in the Lord. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just praise you, Lord. Amen. I'm so thankful today that we do grieve we can grieve and we do grieve. We do grieve. We're in the middle of that process. But I can tell you I grieve with hope. Amen. And peace and joy in the Lord. He's so faithful. Hallelujah. And so today I, I, we um, have prayed for you all. And we are believing with you all for the Lord to uh, make the path clear. And make it straight and that you would see every turn, every curve, every corner that you need to make. Amen. And we praise the Lord. 2019 is just around the corner. It's hard to believe. But I thank the Lord for fresh vision. Amen. I thank the Lord for fresh vision. I thank the Lord for what He's doing in our lives as we look ahead. Not just behind us, but we look ahead and I'm thankful for that. And when I think about those that have gone on before us, I say this often. And I say it probably there's not a funeral that I've ever been a part of that I don't say this. And I think it's very fitting to say it today. I, I'm so thankful that those that die in the Lord, we know that they're not in my past. I know they're not in my past. I know they're not in my present. They're not just in my past. And they're certainly not in our present. But they are definitely in my future. Amen. <laughs> And I, I'm telling you, it's encouraging to me. They're in my past, I remember, but I also know that they're in my future. Hallelujah. So I, I uh, am encouraged by that today. I pray that you are as well. Amen. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 12, if you would. Normally on a day like today in December, I um, thank the Lord. I, I so appreciated the teaching this morning, Melanie. That was really encouraging and enlightening. 
I appreciate that. Um, I um, normally would preach about uh, something from the Christmas message because I love uh, to have the opportunity to preach in December for that reason. I love to preach about Christmas, and, and I find that now, you know, you get to the age that you, you know, you don't have to follow so much protocol anymore, and so I find that I'll preach about Christmas in July if the Lord puts it on my heart, but especially in the Christmas season, I do enjoy it, and, and it's so, of course, dear to our hearts because what uh, we wouldn't be who we are today if it wasn't for the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, but saying that, uh, the Lord has just directed me in a different way completely. And I want to share with you the word of the Lord from Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Acts chapter 12, verse 1. I've preached, I've used this text many, many times. And today I want to uh, share from this text again here. And uh, I just pray that the Lord will speak to my heart and speak to your hearts through me that I would have just exactly the words to say. Amen. And I know the Lord's faithful. Hallelujah. So Acts chapter 12, verse 1, it says, let's stand if you would. Let's stand for the reading of the word. Amen. Acts chapter 12 and verse 1. Sure is good to see all of y'all. Amen. I see a lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces, a lot of people that you may be visitors or guests here. We're glad you're here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quatrains of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said to him, Gird yourself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did, and he said to him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and he followed him and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Would you lift your hands to heaven and let's pray today. Father, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you and we give you glory and honor for what you've already begun in this service today. We thank you for your precious spirit that we sense in such a mighty way here. We ask you, Lord, just to continue to have your way. Continue to move in the hearts and lives of the people. Lord, we know and recognize that there's nothing we can do to conjure it up, to make it happen, to turn people's lives around. We know that it's not by our might nor our power, but it's by your spirit. And so, Lord, we are leaning and depending on you today, and we trust, Lord, that you will touch every heart and life, that we will be changed and different, and we give you all the praise. 
praise and all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody shout out amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a praise before you sit down. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated today. Praise the Lord. Uh, This message is one that um, you may have even heard some of this message or parts of it. I've preached bits and pieces of it. Uh, But as I just began to ask the Lord which direction to go in today, He just laid it on my heart. I've not been able to take any other direction than this message. So I pray that it will speak to your heart today. So when I begin to look at this, I'll give you a little bit of a background. I won't take a lot of time with it, but I want to at least give you an understanding of where we are in this text here. We're at chapter 12. Uh, Acts chapter 12, and we are finding that James has just been brutally murdered by Herod and Herod's people. It was a terrible murder. It was a terrible persecution, really, that was coming on the church. And you find that the persecution here was a persecution from the government, which is the first time that we see this in Scripture where the government comes in to persecute. We find that before this, about eight years prior to this, is when Stephen was stoned. But this is the first time we see this kind of a killing of God's people. Um, You've probably heard me say this as well, uh, but I want to repeat it because it's important. Uh, We know that James is one of the main disciples. Uh, There are three main disciples, Peter, James, and John, and James is one of those. And so now we see James has been killed, and we see now that next is Simon Peter. He's in prison. It was not coincidence that James was killed. Now Simon Peter's in prison. You may think that Herod randomly selected these men, but I can tell you it really wasn't Herod's plan at all. It was completely the plan of Satan. It was satanic. And so Satan was guiding the hand of Herod all the way. And so we find there that James is dead. And now he's got Simon Peter in prison. And truly, the plan of the enemy here, without a doubt, was to stop the spread of Christianity. And possibly even squash it out completely. To discourage the saints. To discourage the people of God. Jesus has already ascended unto heaven. He's not there anymore longer in physical form of course as spirit is and thank the Lord that's why still today we still have Christianity today and Christianity is still being spread across the world today hallelujah and that is because even though Jesus was gone in the natural his spirit was there full force strong as ever amen and that is how the people of God continued to stand strong in the middle of horrible adverse persecution and so we find no doubt that the enemy has every plan to try to stop Christianity Jesus like I said Jesus is gone and he's thinking man now's the time if I can discourage them if I can get them to get their eyes off the prize if I can get them uh, to falter along the way if I can get some of them to throw up their hands and throw in the towel that's exactly I believe what the enemy wanted to do but thanks me to God. Let's go right on into the next part of here because something wonderful begins to happen. And I want to take you right there into verse 5. I believe it is. 
If I can see that number correctly. Uh, I believe it's verse 5. And it says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Amen. I can tell you today that the church was in such a desperate place. It wasn't like the church was just uh, marching along and no trouble and no difficulty. No. They were in a horrible place. They were in a desperate place. They were wondering, what are we going to do next? Uh, James is dead. Simon Peter, it looks like his head will be on the chopping block next. And, And what in the world are we going to do? Now, the church had an opportunity. The church could do something that is so tempting for us to do at times in our life. The church could have looked around and said, well... We're going to sign a petition and and we're going to get Simon Peter out of prison. Uh, They could have said we're going to march and we're going to try to get Simon Peter out of prison. Uh, Maybe they could have looked around and said, well, I know somebody that knows somebody and we're going to try to get him out. They could have said, well, I've got some dynamite and we're going to blow him out of there. We're going to get him out one way or the other. Uh, He's not going to stay in prison. But I want you to make a note of what the church did the first thing that the church did was that they fell on their face before the Lord they began to call out to God amen and I can tell you and encourage you today that that's exactly where the Lord is calling the church to at this moment is back on our knees calling on the name of the Lord seeking the face of God amen when they were up making announcements and giving announcements I was looking at the screen and I believe it's tomorrow night that you have prayer if I'm not mistaken I said thanks be to God amen if there's anything the church needs today it is to be on our face calling on the name of the Lord I want to encourage you today whatever you do you may say well maybe we ought to try this or maybe we ought to go in this direction or maybe we ought to uh, maybe uh, we could uh, look at maybe possibly doing this I want you to be encouraged not to be moved by all of these other things that our natural mind thinks would be the right thing to do but instead to get on our face before the Lord and say God what do you have to say how do you feel about this what direction do you want me to go in amen the church is in a desperate place today I mean the church in general it may be that this church right here is in a place that we need to hear from the Lord but I want to encourage you that the Lord's not sitting on his hands up in heaven I want to encourage you that he's not turned his back and say well okay Sarah Sarah whatever will be will be that's not the Lord and today God desires to speak to you and me his people but he will speak to us through prayer amen hallelujah through seeking his face today hallelujah I think what happens a lot of times in our lives is this. A lot of times we will pray, but we find that our prayer is a monologue where we tell God all about it. We tell God how we feel, and all of that's good and fine. We tell God this is where I'm at, and this is how I'm go- what I'm going through, and this is what's happening in my life. And that's okay, and that's good. God wants to hear us as we pour our hearts out to Him. But I can tell you, that cannot be the end of prayer. Prayer cannot end with you just 
just pouring your heart out because prayer is not monologue. A lot of people feel like prayer is just a monologue with God where you just tell Him everything. But no, prayer is a conversation. Prayer is a dialogue with the Lord. And so whatever you do, when you begin to call on the Lord, don't just jump up and go on about your business, but stand in the presence of the Lord. Sit, kneel in the presence of the Lord. Continue in the presence of the Lord. And I can promise you without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord will speak to your heart. Amen. That the Lord will direct your path. Hallelujah. That scripture comes back to my heart so many times. It's my favorite. You probably know that already. But the scripture is, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will direct your path. Hallelujah. And so when I look at the church... The church in Acts chapter 12 was a desperate church. I believe that today in 2018, almost 19, the church is again in a desperate place. Hallelujah. And today we need to hear from the Lord. I believe nationally, I believe as far as the world is concerned, all around the world, we need to hear from the Lord. But even also in the local body, we need the direction of God hallelujah and how does it happen there is a pattern here there is a pattern and the first step that we see that the church makes is verse 5 the, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him uh, probably you might know this but prayer is certainly a passion of my heart uh, preaching about it, singing about it, telling about it. But I can tell you today, it's not just a passion of my heart. It is the call of God for the church to be people of prayer. The Word teaches us that His house will be called a house of prayer. It's wonderful to have a lot of good programs, a lot of good things, like good sermons, good music. It's good to have a lot of these things. We should do that. But I can promise you the most important thing that we do is to be a people of prayer, a house of prayer. Because when you begin everything with prayer, then you find that it's not just another sermon. Amen. When you begin and birth these things out of prayer, it's not just another song. It's not just another outreach. But now you see the hand of God moving. You follow the direction of the Lord. And that's where we see lives changed and people's hearts turned toward the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, today for a praying church. Now, just give me one more minute here, and I want to move to point number two, but it is this. You may say, well, Beth, I'm so grateful we've got leadership that prays, and I know we've got an intercessory prayer team, and, and all of that's good. And, and you say, so they are taking care of the prayer thing. Listen, let's just make this real clear today. God is not just calling your leadership to pray. The Bible says here that the church began to pray. Amen. And who is the church? We are the church. Amen. We are the church. I'm not talking about pastors and pastors' wives and leadership. I'm telling you today we are the church and God is calling the church to pray. Hallelujah. So don't get me wrong. I'm not 
going to be here uh, with an attendance uh, uh, attendance register tomorrow as I look to see who drives up in the parking lot. And I'm sure your leadership won't do that. But I'm telling you, the Lord makes note of it. Hallelujah. I don't mean that harsh or mean or anything, but the Lord takes note of it. And if you are serious about the things of the Lord, we will not neglect our time in prayer. You say, I want our church to flourish, then you got to pray. You say, I want this church to make an impact in our community, then you've got to pray. You say, I want my family to start coming to church, then we need to pray. Amen. You say, we need revival, then we've got to pray. There's nothing that I can do to bring revival. There's nothing I can do to cause the community to change unless it is birthed out of a time on my knees. Amen. I encourage you today, pray. Pray, church. If you've never prayed, it's time to start now. Pray. Seek the face of the Lord. Call on His name. Press in. Just press in into the things of God. God wants to speak to us today. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. God desires to speak to His people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today, I... I can't start, I can't start further into the message. I have to start right here at verse 5. The church prayed, amen. Before anything happened, before the miracle took place, the church prayed, amen. Sometimes, I don't know why I'm pressing on this, but I'm just going to take it one more step. But I can tell you, Sometimes we feel like, well, our money's good, our attendance is good, we're kind of rocking along. Then it's time to pray. Amen. You say, well, our money's not good, the attendance is not good, then it's time to pray. Hallelujah. Don't look at your circumstances around you to be the only thing that will determine whether or not you're on your face before the Lord. I'm telling you, God is calling us to pray. Hallelujah. Let me keep going today. You can tell that is my passion, a burden of my heart. But let me go into verse 6. Verse 6 says, And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Now you probably, uh, possibly could have looked over a very powerful word here in verse Five or six. Six it is. I'm getting a little bit older than the first time I come here. And uh, my eyes are having a little trouble. Please don't get me a giant print Bible yet. I'm going to keep struggling with it. Amen. I'm looking on my iPad. I thought that would help me. So yes, it is verse six. It says, And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Well, it's not just one word, but I want you to notice there's a little phrase there that says, Peter was sleeping. That little word was not trying to, not hoping he could. 
He was. He was sleeping. Amen. Now, sometimes we look at that and it's easy to go, yeah, well, that sounds good. And what and Simon Peter just, whoo, that's awesome. But I'm telling you today, that's exactly what God is looking for in us as well. That when we call on the name of the Lord, when we pray, when we seek the face of the Lord, that we would have such confidence and trust in the Lord that you and I would be able to sleep in the middle of turmoil and trouble. Amen. In the middle of, of, of upheaval, in the middle of difficulty, that we would be able to shut our eyes and say, Lord, I'm not in control anyway. And so I put it into your hands. You are in control. And so now I am trusting you. Amen. Now I am depending on you whether this goes like I'm thinking it might or whether it goes completely to the left, whether I live tomorrow or whether I die. I know this is in your hands. And I'm trusting you for this. I won't fret. I won't worry. I won't wring my hands all night. I won't be up sick. But instead, I'm just going to go on to sleep. And you say, how in the world could it happen? I believe it happened like this. I believe Simon Peter says, move over, guys. He had soldiers all around him. Uh, move over a little bit. I need to get comfortable because I'm sleepy. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rest through this night. I can see them going, don't you know what just happened to your to your uh, your comrade James don't you know how he was beheaded don't you know how he was killed don't you know how bad it was don't you know that that could very well be your fate tomorrow don't you know what Herod is planning and plotting to do with you and I love it because Simon Peter's looking at him and he it doesn't say it in the scripture but evidently it happened something like this I believe he just looked around he said yeah I know but I'm not worried I know who holds my tomorrow I know who's got this thing down I know who's planning and whose path that I'm walking on amen I can't control what happens but I do know I can call on the name of the Lord who can turn it around and give me a miracle and whether I live I want to say that again whether I live or whether I die I know God is in complete control and I am trusting the Lord amen I am trusting the Lord. I know it sounds a little bit hard to say it, but let me say it just real quickly, and I'll try not to take a lot of time right here. But the truth of the matter is, if you are going to be here tomorrow, and if you are going to be praying with the church, and if you feel something happening in your heart, and a stirring, and, and maybe a conviction in your heart to be here, and not just tomorrow, you get my point, but a, a continually in prayer. But just say tomorrow, if you're going to do it, but you already know you're going to walk out of those doors and say, well, I just don't know what God's going to do. I, I hope everything works works out but I'm telling you it looks pretty serious I, I'll tell you Florence is going through a hard time this nation is going through a rough spot our church is going through I don't know what's going to happen I hope we can come through it then don't waste your time and come tomorrow night amen you know what I mean I say that and I say it in all sincerity because here's the deal you can pray till the cows come home you can pray my goodness from morning to night and then morning again but if you don't have faith and trust that the Lord is going to move on your behalf what good is it to pray because you are praying double minded you are asking the Lord in one way but in your heart of hearts you're thinking in another way I encourage you today don't be like 
like a wind, a wave tossed by the wind, back and forth, to and fro. That means you're unstable in all your ways is what James says. But I encourage you when you call on the name of the Lord in prayer that you get up and say, God, I might not know the outcome, but I'm trusting in you. I have confidence in you. I have faith in you. And I'm going to walk every day of my life leaning on the arms of the Lord. Amen. Amen. There's too many times that people will pray and and sincerely mean it and will pray. But then the enemy, they allow the enemy to come in and to steal that. And before you know it, they're walking around with their lips hanging down and they're walking around with their knuckles dragging the ground and they're walking around full of anxiety and worry and oh dear God, I don't know. Oh help me Jesus. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Lord, give us a spirit like Simon Peter did in that prison where we say, I have confidence in the Lord so much so that I'm going to rest in the middle of this situation because God's got it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God's got it. Woo. Praise the Lord. I encourage you today. I don't know what you're facing in your in your family, I don't know what you're facing in your job. I don't have any idea what's going on around you. But this one thing you can know is the Lord will lead you beside still waters. Amen. He will give you a rest in the middle of your turmoil. He will. He'll give you peace in the middle of that difficulty. And you can lean on His arms knowing that God is making a way. Hallelujah. And no matter if it looks like what I thought it was going to look like, no matter if it looks like what somebody else has told me it might look like, it does not matter. God is in control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We believe that. But then let me go on to the next part. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now I'm just wanting to make sure. But I'm not positive. Let's see. Is that right? No. Thank the Lord. Thank God y'all hadn't switched the clock. I thought, man, I've been preaching quite a long while today. Amen. Back there it says it's 1135. I mean 1235. And I said, help me, Lord. I've really been going at it. I've... I'm preaching better than I thought I was. <laughs> it's only felt like a few minutes. <laughs> I'm just Let me keep going with the word though. Amen. Whew. And the word of the Lord goes on. It says in verse 4 that the church was praying. Verse, oh, I'm sorry, good gracious. I'm going to end up having to wear glasses. It says in verse 5 the church was praying. In verse 6, it lets us know that Simon Peter was asleep. He was resting. Amen. In the middle of, in the middle of prison, in the middle of, of soldiers all around him, bound up. Keep that in mind. Now, I haven't gone really deep into this. I'm kind of hitting the highlights, but you get the point. He's bound up. He's got, he's got chains on him. He's got soldiers all around him, and he's sleeping in the middle of that. You may say, well, I know he was in that prison. No, I'm not talking about just in a prison cell. I'm telling you, he was in a terrible place. Terrible place. Where even if everything was good, it'd be hard to sleep. But here he is thinking he's going to die tomorrow, possibly. He's got soldiers around him. He's all bound up. And he said, I'm just going to go ahead and rest through this thing. Amen. Woo! The Lord's calling you to rest through this thing. Hallelujah. 
Woo, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then look, if you would, at verse 7. And it says here, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side, and he raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Gird yourself, bind on your sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and he followed him and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he had saw a vision. I want to stop there for just a moment because some very important things happen right here. We see back at verse 7 that the angel of the Lord shows up. A light shined in the prison. And what he does here is he touches Peter on the side. And he doesn't lift him up. He doesn't make him get up. But he tells him. He says, get up quickly. Arise up. He touches him with an urgency. He says, get up quickly. And the Bible says, and the chains fell off from his hand. And then the angel said, gird yourself. In other words, get prepared. Uh, belt up. Get your belt on. Get your, get your garment on. Bind on your sandals. And he did. And then it says there at the end of verse, um, at the end of verse 8, I think it is, it says, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. So he says, get your shoes on. Get your belt on. Get prepared. Put your garment on and follow me. And then very important there, it says he went out and he followed him in verse 9. So first we've got the church praying. We know that prayer is taking place. Second, we've got the man of God who is in complete has complete confidence that the Lord is making a way. And so we've got a man that's asleep in the middle of difficulty. So we know he's trusting the Lord fully and completely. Now, the last thing. The Lord sends an angel to move in the middle of that prison. And when he does, the angel comes in and tells him straight from heaven what to do, what next step to make, what move to take. Now, everything could have ended right there. It could have stopped right there. The church could have prayed. He could have been asleep with confidence. But he could have looked around when the word came and he could have said, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm laying here between these soldiers. They're all around me. They've got swords and, and they're, they've got me all bound up. And what in the world? You're telling me to get up and to move and to, to put on my clothes and put on my shoes. What in the world are you thinking? He could have said, I know the church has probably been praying for me and I know I've been able to rest through this thing. I know God's got it, but I'm just going to lay right here. He could have done that. And if he had have done that, he would have probably died the next day. But there's something so vitally important today is this. When you pray and you believe, when God says to move, you got to move. Amen. <laughs> Woo! I want to say that again. When God says to move, when God says to take a step, you've got to take a step. We're not just praying just because. We're not believing just because. But then we can't just be hearers of the word, but the Bible says we've got to be doers. We've got to put legs out there. And when we begin to call on the Lord and you know God is about to speak to you, then you can always know that I should say nine times out of ten, there will be an effort demanded on you and there's something that you are going to have to do hallelujah and so I, I want to challenge you today with Simon Peter the angel says get up Simon Peter can say I ain't moving I ain't going nowhere no, no you got the wrong man but I'm so glad the Bible
Bible says, and he got up. Amen. And the chains began to fall off of him. He said, put on your sandals. And I love this. And the Bible says, and so he did. In other words, he said, I'll do it, God. You say to move, I'm going to move. He said, put your coat on. Get ready. to." And he did that. And the angel said, follow me. And he followed the angel. And then guess what happened? When he did those things, the Bible lets us know that the doors began to open. And even the iron gate that led into the city opened up of his own accord. And it all happened because one man was willing to say, I don't understand it. I don't know how this is going to work. I might get shot in the back going down the hall. But I've heard what God has said. And I'm ready to move. I'm ready to obey God. I'm ready to turn to the left, turn to the right, march straight ahead. I'm ready to obey the Lord. And the Lord is calling you to obey Him. Hallelujah. Obey the Lord today. Woo. I'm telling you, the devil would love for you to die in that prison cell. The devil would love for the church to be praying, but for you to die in that prison cell. The devil would love for you to be in that prison cell, the church praying. You have faith enough to go to sleep, but that your ears are dull to what the Lord is saying, and you die in that cell. But thanks be to God, we don't just pray just to pray. We don't believe just to say we believe, but we pray and we believe simply to step out and to make the move that God is calling us to make today. Hallelujah. Every once in a while I think it's important to do it. Look at your neighbor and say, Obey the Lord. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say it. Obey the Lord. Amen. Woo. Praise the Lord. Obey the Lord. I think what happens and I... I felt this in my heart on the front row there. I was just praying. I said, Lord, give me the words to say to your people today. In the natural, in the natural, if we're not careful, we do the things that look good, the things that sound good, the things we see work for other people, and all that's okay. But I can tell you when you're in a desperate place, it's not what God's told somebody else over there, somebody else over there, or what God's done somewhere else over there. It's what is God speaking to us right here and now. Amen. I encourage you today, God is not a cookie cutter God. And what he did for the church over in Georgia, what he's done for the church in North Carolina, this is his church right here. Gospel Temple is his church right here. And he has a plan and he has a design and he has a will. And instead of us trying to figure it out on our own and how we're going to make it happen, I'm telling, I encourage you today to pray, to trust the Lord, and then to listen for the voice of the Lord and when God says take a left take a left amen and when God says turn around turn around and when God says to back up two steps back up two steps and when he says to leap three times leap three times you say it doesn't make sense I'm telling you so many times the Lord will tell you things that won't make sense to your natural but the Bible says that we don't walk by sight but we walk by faith Every 
bring you up and the Lord will bring you out. Amen. That's the Lord today. Woo! That's the Lord today. Obey the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet if you would. We're not careful. Things will happen to us that will cause us to begin to try to figure it out on our own. Let's just be honest about it as people, men and women both. We are ones that like to figure it out. We like to work it out. We like to think our way through it. But I can tell you the Lord moves far beyond what our thinker can think. Amen. The Lord's above what this mind can think. The Bible says that the ways of the Lord are higher than our ways. Amen. So today, if we're not careful, we'll begin to think our thoughts. I challenge you to stop in the middle of that. Fall on our faces to the Lord. Seek the face of the Lord. Amen. And I can promise you the Lord will speak to our hearts. And we see that. We see that whether it's in our... Just whenever you're ready, you can begin to play. I appreciate y'all. Whether the Lord begins to speak to us about our family, or whether it's about your job, your position, whether it's about your church, whether it's about the corporate church I'm talking about all over this world, however it is, God's wanting to speak to our hearts today. And I can promise you, the Lord will not lead you astray. He won't take His hands off of you. He will not turn His back on you. But today the Lord's desire is to give you a miracle. That's what happened to Simon Peter. The Lord's desire was to give him a miracle. But there were steps that came before the miracle. Prayer, confidence and faith and trust in the Lord. And then the fact that he obeyed God. I love this point right here and I want to give it to you just quickly. It's probably one of my favorites. I love to preach about this. But it's when Mary, the mother of Jesus, was at the wedding. You remember the first miracle Jesus ever performed at the wedding. I love this so much. They ran out of wine, remember? And so they go to Mary and they're like, we're out of wine, we've got this situation. She's like, let me talk to Jesus. Let me talk to my son. And she goes in to talk to her son. And he kind of, they talk back and forth. Anyway, you can read it for yourself. But the bottom line is, he's going to do the miracle. And she turns around and she looks at the servants. And she said, do what he says to do. I love that. That's a sermon right there. He said, she said, do what he says to do. No miracles before now. But I don't know if Mary had an idea. I don't know if she, she could see past the natural eyes. I wonder if she knew Jesus was going to do something out of the ordinary. And he did. And he said, go bring me water. And you can imagine the servants could have said, we don't want water. We called you in to give us wine. I thought you were going to be able to give us wine. What are you doing? We don't want water. This is ridiculous. But I'm telling you, Mary took care of that right off the bat. And she just looked at him and she said, 
do what he says to do. Hallelujah. And those servants began to bring him in water. I'm sure in their minds they said, this is crazy. This is, we, we didn't ask for water. But when they dipped down into that, what was water? Now they called it the best wine of the evening. Amen. They said, you've saved the best to last. Today it may not make sense to you what the Lord is speaking for us to do. But just do what He says to do. Amen. You can do what He says to do. You can trust Him. You can believe in Him. You can lean on Him. You can fall back in His arms and you can watch Him as He carries you through. Do what God is saying to do today. Amen. No one looking around for just a minute if you'll bow your heads. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this day. And thank you for your precious presence. Thank you for what you've done, Lord. Thank you for what happened here to set us up for the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just beginning to come in and to plow our hearts so that the seed would be able to fall on ground that was prepared and ready so that much fruit would come forth. Father, I don't know who's here. I don't know what they're needing. I don't know any details. I don't know what all that's going on in their personal lives, in this church, in this city. I really don't know. But what I do know is that you know and you're in control. And we declare it over this church, over this body of believers, individuals. We declare it, Lord, you are in control. I feel like just saying this out loud. Lord, we are not in control. We release control today and we declare that you are in control. We declare it, Lord, we put it in your hands. You are in control over our children. We can't control them. We put you in control over our spouses. We can't manipulate it. We can't control it. Lord, I come against that spirit of manipulation right now. And Lord, I declare that this is in your hands. We release it. We put it in your hands. And we declare, Lord Jesus, have your way. Spirit of the Lord, have your way in this body of believers. In this, your church. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our hands up to heaven. I sense the presence of the Lord here today. I don't know who it is the Lord's wanting to speak to you, but I believe without a doubt He wants to touch you today. He wants to minister to you. He wants to change you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. No more worry. No more fear.